Going to throw here to Parker at the 20, at the 15, at the 10, at the 5. He is almost. He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got it in! He got it in! He got it in! Oh, doctor! Well, howdy, guys. Welcome back to the Red Ass Podcast. This is uh, Monday, October 2nd. And we are officially into, um, I guess we could call it meteorological fall, because we're not quite there yet. Well, it doesn't matter the temperature. It's spooky season, right? It is spooky season. And fortunately for all of us, uh, there is a big cold front coming through this week, and it's going to be absolutely phenomenal in town this weekend. But uh, (laughs) my name is Rob White, class of 14. And I am Roy May, fighting Texas Aggie, class of 15. Uh... Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to the weather, not to mention that it's going to be preceded by some rain, which we still need. No, um, you're not wrong at all. So I'm looking looking forward to the weather coming through and actually seeing the 60s again. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so it should be beautiful for the game. This is uh, actually the Yell Leader reunion weekend. So Exciting. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, Friday, I've, uh, Friday, I'm taking the day off work. I've got uh, the golf tournament to go play in, and then, you know, we do our kind of dinner and meeting and all that good stuff uh friday evening then head on to midnight yell so i you know i love that weekend i love to see all the all the old guys um you know get to hang out with the new guys just a little bit but you know they're kind of busy on friday evenings um but Mm -hmm. uh i think one or two might be playing in the golf tournament um yeah but yeah looking looking forward to the game looking forward to the weekend um coming off a great weekend kind of thing um you know obviously obviously the ags go up and win by maybe less than they should have. Um, and we can get in the ad game here in a second. Sure. Cowboys won. Um, yeah. and lo- looked good doing it. Uh, and then, you know, if you're actually watching this and not just listening, I'm paying a little homage to my good old Houston Astros, uh, uh-huh. who on the very last day made it to eke out an AL West title because the Rangers couldn't score a run on the final day of the season. I mean, uh, <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get into that for a second. Um, so uh yeah, we're we're both Astros fans on this podcast. So uh sorry to any of our Rangers friends, but I mean this was an absolute choke job. I mean, they, they had it in the bag for a week. I mean, and going got, <laughs> Yeah, and they've got a ton of talent and and you thought on the front end that we really choked it away. You'd think you know, getting getting swept by KC and you're like, all right, so we're gonna get swept by one of the worst teams in baseball. That's perfect. That's perfect since we're in the middle of a title race. Right. But with that offense not able to score one run on the final day of the season. That is brutal. Cause it's not like they got beat 10 to nothing. No. And uh, you know, I, I understand, especially as, as a fan of the Astros and you know, it's one of those situations where, yeah, I, I could be sympathetic of course, because that sucks <laughs> being that close and not quite getting over the hump. However, it's just the the, the biggest thing is just, it's just kind of been a long running history with the Rangers though. If you go back over their history, even their recent history, I mean, look at what was it? 2012 when they were up, how many games in the AL West that year and uh, going into that final week, they just lost all of it, had to play the wild card game against the Orioles at home and lost. And it was just like a whole, big deal speaking of that how fun are the orioles to watch this year they're a crazy uh, baseball team man uh honestly yeah, between they, them and the braves they're both great i know right yeah that's 
I'm I'm a I'm optimistic just because it's the Astros and there's something to be said for experience, but the Braves also have that. So the Braves have it, and frankly, um, there's just no doubt in my mind that it's going to be a really tight playoff race for the I, MLB. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I was about I'm, to say, I think I think it should be a ton of fun to watch this year. Yeah, and I'm fully coming into the thought process that, yeah, the Astros at this stage of the game, would you say they're the best team? No. Are they most mm-hmm. experienced team in the playoffs? Without question. So I think that's something that'll be – Interesting that, to I mean, see how much experience speaks for. That that buys you some wins here or there, but it doesn't buy you titles generally. Um, no, you're right. Uh, just the, the Orioles and Braves are so good. Um, mm-hmm. But, hey, you know, it could be worse for the Rangers. They could be the Mariners. Well, true. I mean, being just the barely out. Yeah, you're, you're still in the postseason. Yeah. You know, you have a mashing lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think your only concern is still the bullpen. I mean, because even though they didn't score a run on the final, final day of the season – I mean, it's no no reason like to pull on a you know four four alarm fire kind of alert uh, yeah. you know on the offense. They've got some amazing firepower over there. It'll be interesting to see how their series shakes out. But um, but you know, just goes to show you, I guess the silver boot really is important because we had the we had the head to head tiebreaker. All right, and the fact that it came down to that, you know, that's kind of an important deal. You have so. you got to win it, but. Fact is, you know, Astros take the division. Um, Rangers are certainly not in a bad place. I mean, you went from not being in the playoffs to being in the playoffs. That's a good deal. That's well, a good they, move, positive it, movement. Well, and a couple of things. One, they went through the same thing the Astros went through with like multiple 190 to 100 lost seasons. Like they just, they were down in the dumps. Um, but I think the Rangers are, are ahead of schedule, uh, just yeah. kind of relative to their rebuild. So I think. I think they're well ahead of schedule. So if you're a Rangers fan, you got to be excited. And, and by the way, I mean, you're in the postseason. And yeah. and the old adage, you know, that's baseball. You never know. It, just because a team's really good doesn't mean they're automatically gifted a title. Right, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to the uh, Major League Baseball offseason or postseason, actually. Oh, well, and, and offseason because it is a bit of a grind. <laughs> it, it always is. But I'm looking forward to checking out this uh, postseason. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. October balls here. And I mean, let's just talk about October. This is the month. This is like yeah. one of the best months for sports. You've got football in full swing. You've got baseball wrapping up. You've got a bunch of other great things going on. The all the Premier time. League's in full swing. You yeah. have um, like our shoot. Our volleyball program is doing great. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, you've got hockey starting up. This is yeah, this is the prime time to be a to be a sports fan because you can enjoy all that and still go to football games and not freeze your butt off. Very true. Yes, very, that, very true. Despite what we may think coming off this summer, that's around the corner somewhere. It's coming. It's coming though. Yep. It's coming. Farmer's Almanac seems to be of the opinion it's going to be a cool, wet winter in this part of the world. So just get ready for that. I know it's so miserable. <laughs> I just went through a hot, dry summer, which I I can take. That's fine. My yard couldn't take it, but I can take it. But like mm-hmm. cold and wet, like no dog. I'll I'll see y'all in like March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We'll we'll do this because you know I can do it indoors. <laughs> and but, I'm, I will say I'm very much looking forward to the matchup. Uh, obviously, coming into Kyle Field this week, it's very very exciting with Alabama. However, uh, we had ourselves a really interesting game. This past Saturday with Arkansas, and we say interesting, and yet somehow not not the most crazy Southwest Classic we've ever seen in terms of how close it comes down to it. No, honestly, it was just sloppy. Yeah, 
You're right. Um, it was sloppy and it was one-sided with the officiating. The fact mm-hmm. that the like one of the most penalized teams in the SEC comes in and doesn't get flagged once, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I, even even now, having now gone back to watch highlights because yeah, you know, we were sound checking during the game, but went back and watched uh, footage, watched highlights, all those fun things. Man, how on earth did that hit on Evan Stewart not at least draw a flag? Should have at least drawn a review. Um, yeah. And that's probably, and you know, if you go back through it, and I think I saw one of the guys on Texas boards, um, he's an official. And so he breaks down stuff and kind of what he thinks about it. Um, and I think he's right in the sense that it would have been hard to turn that into targeting since it probably. was called not targeting on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, but he was still kind of surprised it didn't at least go to review. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of one of those, the call on the, because if you watch it enough times, you could see where you could justify that he really kind of hit his shoulder first, you know, even though he's a defensive defenseless player, like that's almost the pure definition of a defenseless player is the position that Evan Stewart was in, you know, mm-hmm. high pointing the ball and getting his foot down, which by the way, was unbelievable catch. Oh, incredible. Um, catch. But um, yeah, yeah. The thing is, you know, Arkansas didn't, didn't draw any penalties, which is, there's no way. Right. But but we also only drew six. Um, sure. I mean, the refs, the refs just kind of had the flags in the pocket. Um, concerning out of those six is like four or five of them were pre-snap. So we're still having these issues. We're still having these mental breakdowns. Yeah. And but it, you know, and again, we're nitpicking after a win. So it's I'd rather nitpick after a win than take the positives after a loss. <laughs> oh, always, always rather nitpick, always. Yeah, yeah, and and again, but we only have forty yards in penalties, so. It, you know, it wasn't anything suffocating. Um, yeah, you know, at, at Nia Smith, you can't say enough great things about him. No, um, I mean, just fantastic performance receiving, fantastic performance in the return game. Um, yeah, he's he really, he really is just he's so fun to watch. Um, but I mean, if you come away from that game thinking anything, you're just thinking about our defense. I mean, the defense yeah. gave up 15 points. Well, defense gives up 15 points, less than 200 yards of offense, and got seven sacks again. I mean, even if you take – yeah, I mean, I wasn't <laughs> betting that many sacks just because Arkansas had given up four each of the previous two games. So I was like, well, they seem to be on a roll. We'll just do four. Sure. I'm glad to see me be low on my uh, you know, on my prediction. Yeah. But um, I was reading earlier uh, one of Owen's uh, articles that he loves to write, the uh, – was it love learned and loathed or something like that? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was talking about uh, uh, like, if you take away the sacks, like Arkansas still only ran for 83 yards. Yeah. I mean, this was a very, very tight uh, defensive performance from Texas A&M. And, uh, you know, there was a graphic that popped up and it was rolling around on the internet there for a minute, but it was talking about a nine, um, a nine drive stretch. Arkansas during this game where they went for on every single one of those drives, not a single one went over four plays. The amount of yardage didn't, didn't go over 14 yards. And those, each of those play uh, drives ended in a punt turnover on downs, punt field goal, pick six, punt, 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 punt. That's nine straight drives where this defense held them in check. And in uh, that's back breaking. Yeah, nine drives, 28 plays, one first down, 13 total yards, negative four points scored, and 0.46 yards per play. I mean, that's that's absolutely bag-breaking when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, 
yeah, we, it breaks your soul, man. <laughs> you don't like to use the term wrecking crew just on nonchalant throwing it out there, but that's a that's a wrecking crew kind of performance. That yeah, dude, that's 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 different, man. It is. <laughs> that that's and and I think what's interesting. So the week before uh, we had um, you know Edge Cooper and. Uh, and Tori and York, they both had double-digit tag, uh, tackles, you know, they had sack, tackle for loss. Um, I thought it was interesting. If you kind of look down the stat sheet, it's a little bit more balanced this week. Like, you had some dudes with six and five tackles, but it's but it, the amount of dudes with four, five, six tackles goes way further down the list. Yeah. And so I thought um, uh, it, it's, a, it's a suffocating defensive performance. It just, mm-hmm. it just is. Um, and, you know, even if you add in those yards, if you take away the sack yards, you know, taken away from the rush total you still only gave up 215 yards of offense again yeah. these are borderline you know video game numbers and I, and I know that arkansas obviously has some issues on the offensive line although nothing to take away from our defensive line no uh, but kj jefferson's a legitimate quarterback and you bottled him up yeah. and rocket sanders is back and you bottled him up and like their biggest weapons you were able to take away and and that's a to me that's a super positive heading into this weekend against alabama who always has playmakers mm-hmm and, but but we made KJ Jefferson kind of one dimensional. See, you you've had two straight weeks where a <clears throat> mobile quarterback has been in that backfield and was very much bottled up from the get go. And I have to stress, I made a comment a few weeks back, and I'm here to come back and say that I'm sorry for saying my comment, DJ. I'm going to give you back your D's. Oh, you're, oh, you're gonna eat, eat a little, <laughs> eat a little crow. Oh, oh, eat a little crow here. Hey, DJ right. Durkin, you're no longer jerking. You got your D's back. Well, and you're and <laughs> and you're no different than the overwhelming majority of the fan base coming out of that Miami game. I, yeah, I, I don't think there was a whole lot of positives to draw out of the Miami game, and not just the performance, but the scheme. But I think what yeah. we've seen now since the Miami game, not to mention Miami, is criminally underrated right now. Oh, I agree. Um, yeah, but. I think you're seeing maybe it's a, I mean, you get Miami super earlier in the year. You, you know, you don't, the, the talent level and where they're at this year as opposed to last year is completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, out, over there, Crystal Ball made some dynamite coordinator hires. And so, and they're, and they're really showing their teeth over there at Miami. And it's one of those where, okay, maybe we completely overreacted to Miami, but maybe we're still overreacting. So maybe it's kind of somewhere in the middle. But what I see with my own two eyes watching the game is since Miami, I'm seeing an improvement in defensive play, defensive execution, and defensive play calling. And if you can get better in all three of those areas, your defense is going to get better. And lo and behold, we've given up, what, maybe 700 yards in the last three games combined? Yeah. Um, And looking at the other side of the ball, even, I mean, offense averaging over 400 yards of offense per game right now. Yeah, and just well, cruising and along. The Petrino I mean, effect, right? Well, and that was our big <laughs> issue coming into the year for most of the fan base, right? We came in saying, we know we got the dudes on defense. We know we have playmakers on offense. Can we put them to work? Can we use them? And so far, the answer has been a resounding yes. I mean, even looking at our loss, we still had 33 points in that game. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, like most of the time you could take that 33 point and it would work in most games but you know we're sitting here at this point cruising along into game six and you're hosting a an alabama team which based on what i've seen so far 
certainly he's not an Alabama of old and a very beatable opponent, especially at Kyle Field. Yeah, well, and I think this is an interesting matchup to look at because you look at how our defense, Matt, like they don't match up well with our defense, but I don't know that we match up well with their defense because their defense is what's keeping this team afloat. It certainly isn't Jalen Milrow. Yeah. Um, But again, so we've gone from, you know, mobile quarterback-ish at Auburn to K.J. Jefferson, who we know is a true dual-threat quarterback. He is mobile. Um, He has a hard time hitting a barn. Um, Like he's... (laughs) It's he he has a hard time hitting the turf with the ball sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. but he is mobile and really Jaden Milrow is a step up in mobility. Um, but he's a step down, uh, I think, as a passer. Uh mm-hmm. KJ Jefferson had a bad day, but you know, we talked about this on the fan show last week. KJ Jefferson doesn't like to get hit, and mm-hmm. we hit him a lot. And when you're a quarterback that doesn't like to get hit, like it gives you happy feet, which gives you, you know, inaccurate throws. It, it all kind of piles up. Um mm-hmm. so I, I like the matchup this week. I do. I, I think I, I that if we get into a shootout, they can't keep up. Um, but I don't think we need to be in a shootout. But, I, you know, I want to see 30, 31, 32 points. And I think that's enough to beat a Jalen Milrow Alabama offense. I'm finding this very interesting looking at our side-by-side, uh, kind of looking at our last five games. Very similar stories between both teams. You know, you, you – Kick it out against you know your slack opponent to kick off the year. You lose in week two. Eat your cupcake, beat your big time out of conference opponent that you scheduled. Right, but then you know you go on to kind of start turning things around. Week three, uh, a game where people weren't sure how you were going to look in week four. You know they're playing Ole Miss. We played Auburn. Similar score lines. We beat Auburn 27-10. They beat Ole Miss 24-10. I mean, I think Ole Miss is better than Auburn. Oh, significantly, no question about it. But it was just interesting seeing the progression week to week kind of heading into this matchup and the line has fallen from what I saw because it started off at negative four, you know, in favor of Alabama. Now it's down to two and a half. Okay. Yeah. I saw it open at three and a half, but you know, three mm-hmm. and a half, four, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if this game's in Tuscaloosa, I'm probably a little bit more worried quite frankly sure. because yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be nuts. Like mm-hmm. you hold, they had tents, you know, camping out right after the Auburn game. Yeah, my daughter's been pulling shifts with one of those tents because she, she, she's all in, um, okay. and and so I, the the environment should just be absolutely rocking, especially with like with the lower temperature. Like even the olds can get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just no excuse for Kyle Field not to be like physically shaking on Saturday afternoon. Right. I mean, temperature wise, it's certainly not going to be what it was, as I mentioned before. We were talking off screen or whatever, you know, big cold front coming through the area over the next several days. And uh, so we're very excited about the drop in temperature. And that's going to make for a very pleasant game day experience, a good, you know, feel for October ball in the SEC. And you're playing against kind of AM's Jabberwocky for years and a team that we're really excited to have the opportunity to take down in a West, which, you know, as it's been proven already, looks to be very wide open. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you win this one, you're in the driver's seat, and mm-hmm. then um, you still got Ole Miss and LSU on the schedule. Um, yeah, you still got your game against Tennessee, which doesn't affect you know you in the West, but it affects some more lofty goals, you know, loftier goals down down the road. Yeah. But um, I mean this this is a team where literally your ceiling is making it to Atlanta and making it in the playoffs. That's the ceiling because mm-hmm. because. 
technically, and I'm not I'm not sitting here predicting that they're going to, but if you win out, you have one loss, you go to Atlanta. You go to the playoff if you do that. That's just yeah, part you, of well, the if you, yeah, if you go to Atlanta and, and beat whoever comes out of the East. Um, mm-hmm. if you go to Atlanta and don't win, you New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah. I mean, you're still so, sit, sitting in a pretty spot. It's not a bad deal. This, the ceiling is super high for this team. Um, mm-hmm. It's just these these next two weeks are so, 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 so pivotal. Um, yeah. Obviously, you have Bama. Going to Tennessee, um, I mean, it's, it's obviously in no way, shape, or form going to be a, a cakewalk. Um, mm-hmm. it, I, I'm not sure what Tennessee is right now still. Um, but I don't, I don't think they know who they are yet, but, but playing at Nayland is a, is a thing, right? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. so, you know, having to go on the road to play in Tennessee is probably that maybe Tuscaloosa are the two, when you talk about like size wise, most similar as far as, uh, you know, just hostile environment based on number of people alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have that, but then you get a bye week right? You can, everybody can get right, get healthy. And then you come out of the bye week with a you know, very winnable opponent. So it's these next two weeks can really set you up for that back half of the schedule. Mm-hmm. And 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 not to mention just a ton more confidence. I mean, I'm sure they've got a ton of confidence right now in the locker room. And I hope they do because they've certainly earned it. But, you know, if you can put a, an Alabama feather in your cap and then maybe even go put a Tennessee feather in your cap going to the bye week. Well, then all, all you got to do, do is stay out of trouble. Yeah, well, and it, yeah, no, no question. And honestly, looking at how, you know, the national narratives like to play. I mean, really, nobody's talking about AM right now, except for maybe a couple of pundits here and there. I mean, what was it? Yeah, some what, SEC guys are. Yeah, yeah, some SEC guys are like, I think A&M might be the best team in the West. I'm like, that's great. I can look at Ole Miss and say, they've got phenomenal offense. And you can look at LSU and they'd say, yeah, they've got a pretty darn good offense. You look mm-hmm. at Alabama. But – I think well, the you look at Alabama and say they got a darn good defense. You don't say they have a darn good offense. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, but the crazy part is if you looked at that Ole Miss is you know, kind of moving forward a little bit, looking at kind of the previous results from last week, Ole Miss and LSU, that was a wild game in terms of the back and forth. But it filled me with a little confidence strictly because if we have any kind of good push on defense, they don't have any defense. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, and and I think LSU's shown that a couple weeks in a row, and I think LSU also showed that by bringing in a an analyst for like the sixth time. He was like eighty two. He's like eighty two years old. And he's coming to LSU back for the sixth time to be a an analyst for the defensive line. So it's clear that they in house understand that they have issues because you're not just randomly hiring analysts. You know, four, yeah. five, six games in, if you don't think you have problems. Yeah, and that's very clear that they do. Um, and like I said, it, I wouldn't hit the panic bu- button if I was them yet. But obviously, you're already sitting at two losses on the year. So hiring an analyst this far into into the season is a bit of a panic button. <laughs> like it may not be the biggest panic button button on the planet, but they 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 understand that there's some issues that they better get fixed. Time out. Oh yeah, and they they definitely need to, especially as the season goes on. But um, yeah, I mean, heading into Alabama, which you know, typically Alabama always following kind of middle of the season for us. I don't know why the schedule tends to fall that way, but it's I kind of know, like it. Yeah, but you know, kind of our our midterm for the year. You know, let's go out there and yeah. set ourselves up for the back half of the semester, as it were, and go crush it the rest of the way, man. Yeah, you, you really have like two midterms here right in a row before you get to go on break. Pretty exactly. Much. So, so but you got to pass the first. It's almost like a the old old school, you know, the, the accounting CPA exam. You mm-hmm. know, if, if you pass three of the five sections, you only have to take the other two. You know, otherwise you got to retake the whole thing. Oh, that's um, rough. <laughs> so yeah, so um, 
Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so looking forward to the game. I, I think this this will be kind of the coming out party, not for us because we already know we've been seeing it, yeah. um, but for the rest of the nation to see our defensive line and 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 really our front seven, to be honest, because I think our linebackers are playing great. Mm-hmm. So to see um, what kind of defense we have, and if Max can stay mistake free, um, you know, you obviously really got to like your chances. Uh, you know that one pick six by Max right at the beginning of the second half, whatever. Um, that you you can't you can't not say that it happened, but that that was just it was really weird. And it um, looked it looked like a miscommunication too, like somebody was mm-hmm. not turned around on time. There was it was a communication, play. yeah, kind of yeah. Uh, and again, so but I think Max is continuing to play well. Um, I mean, I, you'd love to see him play better, but again, you know, as, as a career, he's a about a two thirty five a game kind of guy. Like if mm-hmm. you pull his career stats, he's right around two thirty five you know, a game. So, I mean, you know, if he can get us 235 and two touchdowns, again, like two two touchdowns, one interception around 230. And, you know, he went 17 for 28, which uh, my brain didn't work for math. (laughs) So it's only only 61% completion percentage. So you'd like to see that higher. But there were a handful of – I'm not going to call them concerning drops, but there were just a handful of drops. Yeah, um, happens. I, I think Jade Walker, who I picked to have a bust out game, had a bust kind of game because he had a he's he had some drops. And mm-hmm. but I don't think that's any reason to put him on the sideline. You know, you got to keep show, show the kid you have confidence in him. He's shown all of us that he can he he can be special. Um, and I think he's such an important third cog to that uh, wide receiving core where you have Evan, then you have Noah Thomas and Jade or whoever they're going to put in there, Moose or because mm-hmm. uh, Anais is really almost the fourth receiver coming out of the backfield playing in that kind of flex uh, slot position. Um, so, again, uh, you know, it, an embarrassment of riches at the wide receiver position. Um, he yeah. just had a bad He just had a bad day, and that's what I'm going to chalk it up to because mm-hmm. we've seen him have some amazing days. We've seen him make some pretty fantastic catches, and sometimes dudes just have days like that, man. It happens. It does happen, man. I've seen the- Evan Stewart drop footballs. So Yeah. I don't and- think Jerry Rice caught every single thing he got thrown to him. Not that the Jay Walkers, Jerry Rice, I get it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, kind of looking back at this past week, were there any uh, games that really kind of caught you by surprise, or results that made you kind of go, "Oh, something"? Um, I think you know, as much as we all wanted Kansas to be good, I don't think they are. No, um, and may- maybe and, and maybe- Texas keeps. Texas keeps taking care of business. I, I don't like to say it, but they but they do. They keep taking care of business. Um, <clears throat> I was I'm trying to think. I was not shocked by Georgia Auburn because I ca- I called it being an emotional game. That's that's mm-hmm. good old fashioned hate. That's the name of the rivalry. Like it good old fashioned hate. Um, I thought I was surprised Utah lost. Uh, Me too. That, that was a bit of a shocker. Um, I was surprised that Colorado hung in the way they did with USC. Yeah, but it was a big comeback in the in this second half that was really driven. But I mean, USC. But still, it, it, I mean, if you're USC, you just shut the door, right? Yeah, you need um, to shut the door better than that. But I mean, yeah, it comes down ends up being a one score game. But Notre Dame Duke didn't go the way I wanted it to. But no, but yeah, you know. not not shocked in the slightest that Alabama blew the doors off of Mississippi State because that's basically every single. Every single year, that's pretty much how that game goes. Yeah. Um, and I and I don't think anybody should really be as surprised about the uh, the Kentucky Florida outcome. 
Um, no. I, mean, I know that was a big number that, that you know, they won by a pretty, pretty decent amount, but I think Florida's overrated. Um, I, I don't think they're as bad as, as we thought they were coming out of a week one against Utah. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're good enough to, you know, to be 22nd. So, uh, I thought it was solid for Kentucky. You know, I think if that game's in the swamp, maybe it's super tight, maybe Florida each one out. But Kentucky was riding the lightning, man. Um, and mm-hmm. they just – and then, of course, Missouri wins again, but nobody cares because it was Vanderbilt. Well, I'm wondering, and I'm curious about your opinion, uh, between Kentucky and Missouri, do you think either one of them legitimately pose a threat to Georgia in the East? I just – I have no idea about Missouri. And, and again, it's like the SEC shorts from a couple of weeks ago. I'm like – who are you? Yeah, I just I don't, I don't know what to make of them. Um, I, I think Kentucky uh, has a kind of a puncher's chance kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I get we're five six games in now for Missouri. Was Missouri five and zero, six and zero? Missouri, yeah, Missouri's undefeated. As is can uh, Kentucky. Yeah. They're both yeah, undefeated. Yeah, so they're both five and zero. Um, I don't know. I I, I think. I think the jury's still out of Missouri, whereas mm. Kentucky, I feel a lot more confident about their ability to challenge in the East. Sure. Um, so that's, I mean, that's just kind of where I stand right now. Well, and uh, kind of looking forward into next week, uh, we'll have a really good indication of that because Kentucky is going to Georgia. ESPN, prime primetime 6 p.m. <clears throat> matchup. Oh, that is next week. Yeah, that is next <laughs> week. Um, actually, a handful of really exciting uh, games coming up next week. I was um, I was a little shocked about Tennessee pulling away from South Carolina as much as they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I just thought it was going to be tighter than that. Quite frankly, I I, sure. I don't have a very high opinion of Tennessee right now. Um, no, but, you know, doing that to Spencer Rattler is it's not bad. It, no, it's pretty impressive. All things. No, you got the Red River Shootout this yeah. weekend. You got us in Bama. You know, yep. um, you know, you want well, hell, if you want to see if Missouri's for real. Mm-hmm. They they get to play LSU, so yeah, we'll we'll have a really good indicator of how that game might play. You um, know what? We'll have a really good indicator from that game. Yeah, we'll know about both teams. I agree. <clears throat> yeah, because LSU, mean, LSU, LSU doesn't get off the mat. Well, and they'll fold. I mean, LSU going on the road to Missouri, who is still undefeated, ranked ahead of them. You got to think coming into that matchup. Yeah, this is probably one of the biggest games at home for Missouri in years. I mean, they have a really oh, good gosh, yes. Yeah, I mean, they have a great chance to maybe show people, hey, yeah. You check we, out our forty thousand person stadium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on out and party. But um I will never forget that when we traveled to Missouri for the first time I walked in and I was like, I literally have played in bigger high school stadiums. I'd be like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the rest of the decks? <laughs> yeah, where's the rest of the decks? Uh, one interesting matchup, and I, it's <laughs> I, I do not think for a minute that Ohio State loses it, but Ohio State Maryland could be interesting. Well, Maryland's kind of a little bit of buzz right now, and yeah. I saw a lot of this on social media. People complaining about the rankings, which obviously, I, I rankings this earlier still stupid still for conversation. Yeah. Um, but it's clear that they still drive a lot of conversation, and people are complaining about. Um, you know, like a, some of the uh, SEC teams that have multiple losses being ranked, whereas Maryland's undefeated. Mm. Um, you know, I'd I'd like this game a lot more uh, if it were in College Park. Yeah. So, uh, but but at the same time, I, Ohio State's another one of those, and I know they're four zero, but they're supposed to be four zero. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, that 
that'll be worth watching, I would guess, at least for a little bit. You know, if this if this were in College Park, I think I'd have a much better feeling about it. But there's something about going to play in the horseshoe. Yeah, you know? it's it's um, definitely going to be a rough go in all likelihood, but it might be interesting. Here's an interesting one that shouldn't really be on anybody's radar, but it's on mine. Uh, <laughs> is the Arkansas Ole Miss game? Yeah, um, I agree. I would love to see Arkansas bounce back and beat Ole Miss. Uh, me too. I mean, like, that's the result I want and need. Well, and Ole Miss is kind of a weird deal because I would have thought going into last week that Ole Miss would have been able to give Alabama a better fight, but then you lose by a couple of scores. Yeah. And now I'm wondering, the question is, okay, you turn around to beat LSU, but we really don't know how good LSU is. So yeah, now, it's, can Arkansas bounce back against Ole Miss? I think there's a possibility. You can't say it enough times. The West is down. Yeah. It's very. It could be very interesting. Um, no, it's 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 going to be a good weekend for college football. Uh, I just think all the interesting matchups are are located in the wrong stadium. Okay, like, I think is, all of them would be more exciting if if they were flip flopped. There is like, one like Georgia, like Georgia Tech, Miami. Mm-hmm. Georgia Tech, Miami ought to be a good one. Yeah, I just wish it was at Georgia Tech. I agree, um, but. There is one exciting matchup that I'm looking forward to, strictly because there's a possibility I might be able to go to it. Oh, <laughs> uh, Wyoming? Uh, Wyoming is hosting 24th-ranked Fresno State in Laramie. <clears throat> My, so here, this plan of attack. We load in at like 2.30 in the afternoon. Our sound check is done at 4.30. That game will start at 6 p.m. local time. And we don't take the stage until 1030. You at least go for a half. I'm thinking I want to go for half, potentially going to the third quarter, depending on how things are shaken. But, I mean, the possibility of going to War Memorial Stadium in Laramie, Wyoming for a football game? At sunset? Yes. It's one of one of the most beautiful venues. I can't wait. I want to go. So I'm going to check with the rest of the band, see who might want to go, who's going to be – Wanting to just hang out or whatever, but I'll check and see what people are thinking. Bring I'm, bring a backup bass guitarist unless in case the game's really close going in the fourth. <laughs> it should be fine. I'm not worried about it. What like the crazy part is I was looking at that. I mean, we're literally talking these are twenty, twenty-five dollar tickets right now. Oh, I want to I want to jump on it so bad. You almost I'm, have no excuse. I mean, right? even, if you only go, even if you only go for the half, like you gotta yeah. go. Man. Yeah, I, I want to go, so I'm gonna check with some of the guys. Um, we'll see what they think. But that was something that came up on the schedule that I was very excited to see. I was like, ooh. Well, man, even if it's a hundred dollar, like if it's a hundred dollar ticket, you're like, eh, hundred bucks for a half of football. I don't know so much. Yeah, but dude, twenty five bucks. Well, for a stadium that's not huge, so it's not like you're going to be in the super nosebleeds. <laughs> well, even here on ESPN, while I'm looking at it, it's they're showing tickets as low as 17. I mean, we're these are not going to be expensive tickets. So really, the conversation you're going to have with your bandmates isn't really a debate so much as it is an informational. Yeah, it's like, hey, we're boys, going to the game. we're going to the game. Here's how much these tickets are going to be. Here's what they're going to have for concessions. And this is when we're coming back to the place. Ready? Break. That's funny. Yeah. So I'm excited for that in particular, but... Man, talk about it. It was just a crazy little week for sports, and it was fun. And it's never a bad deal when the boys pull off the win, and it kind of takes care of a lot of the issues for the rest of the weekend. Now, granted, thanks to the Astros, we had a nice little cherry on top of that, which is never a bad deal. Yeah, that was uh, 
And well, and I saw, I don't know if you saw the Rockets and the Astros paired up and they bought AT&T Sports Network. Yeah, I did see that. It was a Space City Network or whatever we're going to call it. Yeah. Which it doesn't change one bit about like, uh, you know, markets and who's going to be able to see it. But then I saw a follow up that they're aggressively pursuing YouTube TV and I'm like, hello. So that's a good deal. Get to start watching the Astros again. I mean, God bless the Rockets, but. It's been hard for me to care about them since Elijah won. So yeah, definitely been a rough little go. James Harden is hard to root for, no matter what jersey he's wearing. Yeah, but him and so his you guys are going on a massive road trip. We are going on a massive road trip, so uh, we're heading out on Wednesday. Uh, kind of cut distance up to Amarillo, park out at a KOA out there, and just relax for the evening. Oh, so you're not doing anything in Amarillo, just stopping through? Just stopping through in yeah. Amarillo on Wednesday night. And then uh, proceed on up to Denver. We're playing at the Black Buzzard up there, which is a cool venue. It's uh, owned by Oscar Blues, the beer company. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this bar, it's owned by them. And it's uh, the actual venue itself is in the basement. Uh, of the place it's like right in downtown denver i mean it's like we're a talking, house bar yeah it's right there in the middle of downtown so we're gonna go play in the basement there then the next day we're heading up to Greeley, uh colorado we're playing up at moxie theater which has been a great great venue for us uh we played out there uh back in february and it was a great crowd they really they brought they brought it i was like okay Let's go. Nice. Cool. Rock and roll. And they were so ready to have us back. So we took advantage of the opportunity to go. And uh, then we're proceeding on up to Laramie on Saturday, playing at uh, Cowboys Saloon and Dance Hall up there. What you know, is, Cowboys. Is that it? Nothing, nothing it. on the return? Nope. And then we're just hauling all the way back on Sunday. Yeah. Woof. All I'm saying is when we run this podcast this time next week, I'm probably going to be a zombie, but that's okay. Well, hopefully Aggie football will have given us something very exciting to oh. uh, to talk about. And it'll, it'll help us bring the en- energy, right? Oh, yeah. And hopefully <laughs> I-, I can come back with a few pieces of memorabilia and be like, oh, Wy- yeah, Wyoming go. Cowboys, go Pokes. Yeah, let's go have some fun with it, man. I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's kind of... I mean, it's obviously not one of the biggest venues in the country, but just because of the setting and the backdrop, it's pretty much, it's kind of a bucket list stadium. It's fun. And clearly, uh, you know, bigger teams can go in there and have a tough time winning. I mean, look at what happened with Tech to start the year. Yep. You know, like it's it's a cool venue. Um, A&M, I, I think we played up there years and years and years ago. I want to say it was in the 90s or early 2000s. Say it would have been a long time ago. Yeah. That, that sounds kind of familiar, but. Yeah, we, we did do a road game against Wyoming one time. Those are, those are the kind of games you just kind of don't even remember, I think. Right. Well, and if it was years and years and years ago, chances are it wasn't even on TV, you know, right. back, in, back in the Raycom sports days. Uh, It was. Oh, yeah. Found it. Um, Let me double check it. Uh, Yeah, we were at Wyoming. This was. Uh, September 11th, 2004. A&M was on the road at Wyoming. They won 31 nothing. Probably would have been on like pay-per-view, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> probably, maybe. It was, uh, like I said, and, you know, kind of early September matchup. So that's interesting. Very, very interesting. But that's fun. And we've played them a grand total of three times. Um, Oh, excuse me. I, I did screw that up a little bit. 
for all of you history buffs, I was wrong. Uh, we've played them three times. We played them 2000, 2001, 2004. The first time we played them in that 2000, 2001, it was a home and away. The away was 2001. We played in Laramie, and the final was 28 to 20. <laughs> so it was a little tighter of a game. No, thank you. I don't need that stress right now. We're we're doing well. I don't need that stress in my life. We don't need that stress. But <laughs> I, I pulled up. I pulled up our game real quick. Um, yeah. And you know, you were saying there's tickets as low as seventeen dollars. Yeah. Yeah. For our game, there are tickets as low as one hundred and fifty nine. Woo! Hey, that's a good sign because that means people are going to be there. They're going to be loud. They're going to be there. If there's any one thing I can stress to the students right now, go out there, get loud, and really give it to them. Here's the deal. They play in front of probably when it comes to Alabama. Yes, they're a good fan base at home, but they're not as energetic. Yeah, it's a big crowd, and they're super energetic, like pre-kick. But then you know that there's a lot of apathy in that fan base just because they've been so successful for so long. They have Um, like they they can get loud, but um, uh, yeah, I've certainly been in louder stadiums. Uh, Their pre-game is loud, um, but. uh, you speak of that matchup, I just want to cue in on a couple of quick numbers. Um, you know, it's you look at and I'm just gonna look at kind of real broad, you know, we're gonna paint with a broad brush here, you know, just how many yards you're averaging per game versus how many yards you're giving up per game, you know, just kind of those two stats. Mm-hmm. Um and uh and we're we're significantly better in uh, like offensively. Um and and that's really in passing because mm-hmm. we're pretty much the same in, in yards per game rushing but we're almost a hundred yards better than they are in passing yards per game. And I think that feeds way back into what we were talking about, about Milrow, right? Mm-hmm. Like he he can run, but he can't pass. And and Alabama fans will tell you, he like, he's just not a very good passer. He, he likes to hold on the ball too long. He's, he's not accurate when he does throw, he throws off balance, but he's not the kind of quarterback that can throw off balance. Well, um, you know, like a Connor Wegman, who's got kind of that shortstop back, you know, background and, and upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're far better than they are in the passing game on offense mm. on defense total defense wise we're better now granted yeah. we haven't played an old miss who's so you know just gonna throw the ball over the yard but we're better in both facets of the game both passing yards allowed and rushing yards allowed now it's not obviously as big a disparity as it, as it is offensively yeah. um but when you look just just looking at the numbers and i know that doesn't tell you know that may not tell the tail of the tape for this game but you look at those numbers heading in that's where we're talking about these matchups mm-hmm. um you know their offense isn't as powerful and our defense has been better than theirs statistically well, and I, there's just a ton of room for optimism you know staring down the barrel of this game well and on top of that if you look at our the last several seasons <laughs> with a and <clears throat> you know there has been that running deal where alabama is not nearly the monster that they have been for us for the last several years um mm-hmm. Obviously, we win in 2021, yep. and then you lose on the last play in 2022. You were in both of those games, and a lot of those guys, you got to think, they're like, oh, man, we were this close to getting them last year. Let's go put it on them this year. So there is a bit of that factor. <clears throat> There's not much of a pucker factor for me coming into this game. I'm loving what I'm seeing from our team. Well, and and kind of to branch off of that, I mean, how many of our players are scared of Alabama right now? I would say no. You know, yeah, six, seven years ago, the thought of having to play Alabama makes everybody go, yeah, crap. Mm-hmm. Like, here it comes, right? I think we all know Alabama's gettable, and I think 
within that locker room, there's a ton of confidence and I, and it feels like there's really good team cohesion. The team, they, they have the right body language. They, you know, they react yeah. to each other well. Um, so I, I I'm not going to sit here and guarantee you a victory, but no. a lot of the numbers kind of point that direction. Um, you know, as long as we can continue, continue getting the run game going, I thought Moss had a fantastic game. Um, I picked him as to, to like to be the top running back for the game uh, yeah. back on Thursday, and and he delivered. I, I think he looks great. Um, <clears throat> you know, obviously, you don't really have to talk about the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. You really don't. Um, you know, just rotate whoever you want in. It doesn't matter. There's there are too many weapons for them to cover for any period of time. So really, that just circles back to the offensive line. Can we have a good game against what will be the most talented team on defense on paper? The most talented team. That, that we played so far and yeah. and maybe one of the most talented that you know we may play all season on paper but turn that around this is gonna be the best defense alabama's seen very true i mean I, I don't see how you can go back and watch film from the last couple of weeks as an offensive lineman and not go ooh, not great <laughs> this, this 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 could be a rough day <laughs> what do you think Jalen milrose thinking i'm thinking he, kj jefferson like he's like ooh. I'll get the extra knee pads. Seriously. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't want to be a quarterback going up against our front seven right now. And I don't, no. I, I don't know if that would matter. My quality of my offensive line that I rolled out there. Those guys are ready to eat and I'm excited to see them go eat, man. God, they're, they're so fun. It's just, it. I, I think the, the two biggest keys when we have the ball, obviously it's just going to be protection. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you got to leave somebody in extra duty and chipping protection, 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 protection. Cause Mac, Mac shows that, that he protects the ball, right? Yep, he does. So protection to give him time because the receivers are going to get open. And because mm-hmm. you have, there, you know, Evan Stewart's one of those guys where if he's kind of covered, he's open. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, he he wins a lot more 50-50 balls. That's right. You know, they're not really 50-50 when you throw it to Evan. Right. <laughs> um, and then on the other side of the ball, the ability to get to the quarterback quickly. Because, again, it, we talk about this every week. You, you know, you're never going to be able to co- cover – wide receivers for seven to eight seconds but if if we can continue to assault the quarterback and get home mm-hmm. and then combine that with the fact that you know we said in the auburn game you know uh, we got lucky because they had some drops or this or that or just some missed reads mm-hmm. dude missed reads that's Jalen milrose mo yeah yeah and there, and it's not drops it's poorly thrown passes mm-hmm. so again i don't really care how we get to the finish line mm-hmm. uh, i i just want to win this friggin' game I think um, and, I think you know, I think disruptions the definitely the name of the game. If we can just continually cause chaos on the defensive side of the ball, they're going to have a hard time trying to put together a fully fledged game plan. And it sure seems to me, old Nick Saban, he's his uh, his uh, frustration levels are just starting to build. And build I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm not trying to have dinner with him this week or anything. But, no. Well, but I will say Jalen Milrose, a, a better runner. He'll yeah. be the best runner we've obviously seen all season. Sure. But his passing is mm. – yeah. so I, I think that's that's where it all plays in because if you can – if he's already a bad quarterback and you're putting pressure in his face and you're making him throw off balance, you're going to exacerbate the problem for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that you're necessarily going to end up with seven sacks again this week because, again, he is a, a much better runner. Um, he's, he's a lot closer to Cam Newton than he is to K.J. Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, he just can't throw the ball worth crap. Yeah, well, a lot of optimism, man. Yeah, I'm at an all-time high in Aggieland. 
I mean, I'm excited for it. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how this game plays out. And, <clears throat> you know, rest of the results be damned. Let's just go out there and win a game. That's the thing. You, you can only control what you can control, right? Yep. So. Rock and rolling. All right. So. I got it. it it's uh, it's happy taxes day for me because I'm now 13 days away from the extension deadline. So, you know, it's one of those, if you wait till the last minute, it only takes a minute to do it. So I'm going to go wallow away in misery in my taxes. Um, oh, you for, enjoy for that. Uh, yeah, can't, I can't wait. Super, super excited. Yeah, yeah. I get to, I get to be working on uh, some album art. Uh, I've finished up two of them for our singles. Um, Carson's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're more than welcome to. You want uh, my, my plan right now is uh, just got to finish up one additional piece of that. But as soon as we're done with those, um, we'll start getting ready to post those out. But got some exciting news uh, that I can't share uh, as far as the band going forward, okay. uh, which I am very, very excited about. But we will get into that later. Um, will we know next week? No, it'll be kind of getting towards the end of the year. Oh, that's... Um, yeah, it's we got to build up suspense, man. Garbage you know? teaser. Yeah, you know, like you have to leave the cliffhanger. And unfortunately, this is a cliffhanger that's going to last a while, but it's all great. You guys will hear all about it later. It's going to be fun. But uh, be sure to follow us on all of our socials. Uh, Once again, we are on Instagram. If you've not checked us out yet, it is just Red Ass Podcast on Instagram. Easy to find. We just upload on there. Uh, We just do a little preview clip, just like we've been putting on Twitter slash X. And feel free to give us a like. Give we'll, us a follow. We'll actually, and, <clears throat> we'll actually try and put out like pictures, content on Instagram. Yeah. That's what it's for. You should right. take a bunch of pictures on your trip up to Wyoming. Yeah. I mean, we could definitely take some pictures and share out. And Like I could take know. some selfies with my taxes. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's dynamite content. Dynamite content. So <laughs> be sure to yeah, be sure to keep up with us on those. Uh, once again, on X, be sure to follow Roy May 15 on Twitter, as well as Rob the Slapper on Twitter. We are... Looking forward to what's going to be a very fun weekend, I think, across the board. Well, I mean, you get to go to Wyoming and Alabama gets to come get beat up in College Station. Let's make sure that happens, baby. Yeah, (laughs) both of them. (laughs) Fuel, I need all the Kool-Aid, man. I need all the Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. I I tell you what, it's it's going to get close to being brewed. If if this weekend turns out well, because now you're now you're officially on a roll heading into Knoxville like you are officially rolling. Yeah. Roll eggs, roll, baby. All right. <laughs> Be sure to uh, catch us on those socials, guys. We love y'all. Beat yeah, the hell out of Bama. Beat the hell out of Bama. Y'all have a great week, all right? <laughs>